Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today with us today. As we talk about a contemporary song today, and think of how it applies, a contemporary Christian song, how it applies to us. We want to make sure that when we sing to God, we sing from our heart, and part of singing from our heart means we have to understand what we're singing about. I always encourage, sing from your heart, sing loud, sing robustly, because God delights to hear our prayers, and you'd be surprised how much good it does for you. I've never been all that blessed by just watching others sing, but when I'm really blessed is when I sing to the Lord, and you will be too. I'd like to talk this morning, we've been talking about love, and the love of God. I'd like to talk this morning about sometimes how do we understand the love of God. It's a very interesting verse in Malachi, the very last verse of the Old Testament, the last two verses, that talk about God as a fa- talk about our fathers, and of course, God is our father. But I've come to t- see many, many people who have difficulty relating to God as their father. Probably a good bit of it is because of the breakdown of our own families. Fathers who were absent or never connected emotionally with their kids or, ne- or, or never even there. Years ago, I went on a retreat and with um, a number of people, and I was having a talk with some of the girls in our college group. I was surprised how there were two kinds of people, two kinds of girls in this group, either ones who had grown up in a family where I knew their parents, <clears throat> and they were raised in the church, <clears throat> excuse me, and every other, every other girl in the group didn't even know her father. How interesting. What a divide. Now, they were all Christians. They are all believers. They are all seeking to follow the Lord. But what a different background each of them had. Notice what it says in Malachi 4. The last of the Old Testament, the last verse, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming, great, uh, coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Oh my goodness. When the hearts of the father do not love their children, and the hearts of the children do not love their fathers, he's telling us the land will be smited with a curse, with destruction. And do not we not see this? You hear few people talking about the social problems we have in America today, and so often the crime... So often the corruption, things that are happening politically, things that are happening everywhere, things that are hap- that are destroying our culture, so much of it has to do with the breakdown of the family and particularly fathers not being involved. We're all concerned about the abortion, for instance. We're all concerned about the rise of LGBT issues and how that's affecting th- uh, families and culture. But so often these are symptoms of something far deeper, and that is men not being committed to their own children, their own families. It smites the land with a curse. So what do you do with this? Well, obviously, we try and build good fathers. We try and help men be the men they're supposed to be. But notice that in the midst of this, what God offers. He says he is a father to the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. Psalm 68, 5 and 6. Yeah, we have a God who doesn't just give up on people. We have a God 
<clears throat> excuse me, we have a God who doesn't just say, well, you, you didn't have a good upbringing, so I have nothing to do with you. That's not God, and that's not what we Christians are like either. But God himself can be a father to the fatherless. And as, as I've been in campus ministry for so many years, this is one of the big changes I've seen. People ask me what, how, how the students change through the years. The biggest change I've seen is the, the families, the breakdown of the family, and how that affects young people, especially young men. And so if you're a young man, or if you've had a less than optimal family upbringing, of course, all of us have had that. If you've never connected with your own father, if he was absent in your life, if he wasn't there either physically or emotionally, or even if you've been abused in your by your father, then it's difficult to, it may be difficult to relate to God. And so to meditate and to look at scripture and to sing songs of the fatherhood of God is so cleansing and so important because we must relate to God as who he is and not as who we project upon him our own upbringing. So I like a song by Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin's a contemporary musician, and I love this song from called Good, Good Father. Let's look at some of the words. I'll start with the chorus. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. <clears throat> it's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Some of us would do really good to just meditate on that chorus quite a, bit, quite a bit. To realize God is not a bad father. He's not a father who's given to anger. Not a father who has outbursts of anger, has fits of rage. He's not a God who's abusive. He's not a God who's absent. He's not a God who doesn't understand. He's not a God who doesn't care. He may be a God who's firm and at times tough, who demands of you, but he is a God who is present, and he's a God who cares. He's a good, good father, and you are loved by him. That's what we've been talking about all week in the previous five days here in our daily word and prayer, how God, the father love of God, yes, sometimes it disciplines us. Sometimes it may not feel good, <clears throat> but God's deeply committed to each one of his children deeply committed to bringing us to eternal life, deeply committed to transforming us to be more and more like Jesus. Let's look at a couple of these uh, verses here in this song that I really do enjoy. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. Again, I just so appreciate the 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 way to articulate this, a thousand stories of what people think you're like. I've, on my campus ministry, <clears throat> excuse me, fighting a cold today, excuse me for needing to clear my throat, but I've, I have so many times talked to young people who have such bizarre ideas of what God is like, really bizarre ideas. I won't go into it now, but people who, who are convinced God is this or convinced God is that, and I wonder, how, how do you come up with that? And as I talk with them and explore, I find it's always projecting upon God how they were treated by their father. Fathers, we have an important responsibility to be a model as close as we can of what God our father's like. But understand, even the best efforts will fall short. And 
And so therefore, for all of us, it behooves us to really see what God, what the Scripture says about God. How does God present himself as a father to us? Don't listen to those thousand stories. Don't listen to those, those what other people think about God. Don't let them project upon the Father what their Father was like to them. Get into Scripture and find out what He says about Himself, what the Scripture says about Himself. He goes on, Oh, I've seen <clears throat> many searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers only you provide because you know just what we need before we say a word. How true. This, uh, all of life, every person is searching for something, and they're searching for something only God can provide. I'm reminded of that statement by Pascal, that inside of every person is a God-shaped vacuum that can't be filled by any, any created thing, but only by the Creator Himself in Jesus Christ. Young women who are searching for love and fall into immorality. Young guys who are searching for acceptance and fall into violence, or they fall into violent behavior, fall into the wrong crowd. People are searching for something. God has created us in a way that only He can meet the deepest need of the soul. And we're all searching for that Sometimes we just don't know that's what we're looking for, and Satan puts much bait out there and lures us away. But let me, let me remind you today, the deepest thing every person needs, the deepest thing that will most satisfy the life of you, of your children, of your neighbors, of your coworkers, of those at school with you, of people in every country of the world, of every human being, the deepest thing we all need is to know God as our Savior, our Redeemer, our Father, to be reconciled to Him. Until that, there's never a deep peace within us. We're always searching for something, and it's something only God can provide. Father in heaven, we bless you today that you are a father to the fatherless. Lord, I, I pray this morning for people who've grown up in in a family situation that's been destructive and dysfunctional, it's been filled with anger or hatred, disappointment. I pray for young people today. I pray for any of us, older people that have experienced rejection from our father or our father's been absent in our life or not been interested in us or cared about us. Oh, Father, I pray for each of us that we would know the fatherhood of God that you are a father to the fatherless. I pray we'd know and come to experience that you're a good, good father and that we're loved by you. It's who you are and it's who we are. I pray, Lord, you'd bring that healing into our life. I pray we would know the love of God, when, whether it's your, your tender kindness to us or whether it's your firm discipline when we need it, but that we would never doubt that our father loves us. Our Father loves us. I pray, Father, for the—I pray, Heavenly Father, for the earthly fathers here. I pray for their, a revival in our land, that the fathers' hearts would be turned back to their kids. Oh, I see so many young people, so many people of all ages. They're just messed up because of the way they've been treated by their father. And I pray, turn the hearts of fathers back to the children and the hearts of the children back to the father. 
We pray this would be revival. This would be what we need, and we ask for it in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the way that we can enter into a relationship with the Father, that is through you we can be born again, that receiving you we become the children of God. And so freshly today, Jesus, we receive you, your forgiveness, your love, all that you give us we receive by faith. And we pray it in your name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today. Isn't it wonderful to talk about God every day? If you're only thinking about the Lord when you need to or you feel like it or periodically, you're not going to really grow. We need, I believe, the Word of God every day. The, The scriptures refer to like food. Well, we eat every day. We need to feed our soul every day. So if you're new or if you're, this is your, you've been here before, I hope you will join us every day because we need to feed our soul. We get in the Word of God every day. We talk about the Word of God. We talk about how to apply it in our lives, and then we pray over it. I think what we're doing is somewhat unique to talk and pray every day the Word of God. But it's what we need if we're going to be mighty in spirit. So if you're new, welcome. I love you. I hope you'll join us regularly. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel come back every day, make a commitment, whether it's live at 8.30 a.m., later in the day, or even listening to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Share this with your friends, like the video, leave a comment, introduce yourself. And to those of you who are here every day, you know I love you and so glad to be able to build God's Word into your life. It's a privilege. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. And so until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord strengthen you, might you know His love, might you know His fatherhood, and grow deeper and deeper in the knowledge of God. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.